Hello and welcome. You are now listening to the Space Witch Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Whitney Levesque, back again with another episode for you guys. And as always, I'm so grateful to be here and to know that you guys are here every week listening to me. It's so, so cool and I don't think I'll ever be able to get over it. Apologizing in advance if my voice sounds kind of funky today. I actually recently just started taking uh, vocal lessons, and so I spent the whole morning doing vocal warm ups, and I feel like my voice sounds really weird right now. Maybe it's just me, maybe it sounds fine, but um, if it does sound weird, I apologize. Anyway, as always, I'm just kind of gonna really just cut to the chase and um, talk about what this week's episode is gonna be about, which is how to manifest high vibe friendships. This is a big thing that I'm just seeing a lot lately. Like it's something I've been working on in my life and something that, you know, other people I've been meeting are also kind of going through. And so today I just quickly wanted to jump on here and just give you guys my three tips for manifesting high vibe friendships, like getting the friendships that you want to have. Um, If you're surrounded by a lot of people that are sort of bringing you down or maybe you just like don't have any friends really or you don't feel like you have friends, um, this episode's for you. So without further ado, let's get into my top three tips for manifesting high vibe friendships. So for my first tip, some of you are probably going to be tempted to just like turn off the podcast as soon as I say this, but promise that you'll just like stick with me here and just listen for a minute um, before you do that because I know this part's really hard. So, you know, don't don't go turning it off just yet. Just Just bear with me for a moment. So, my first tip is to basically do heart chakra work, which, okay, that doesn't sound too bad, right? But here's the thing. Heart chakra work often requires a lot of forgiveness, and that is the part where people are going to probably be like, okay, I'm turning this off, I'm not listening, or maybe you'll skip ahead. But like I said, just bear with me here, Um, because oftentimes what I found with doing my own heart, heart chakra work is that our heart chakra gets blocked, right? And when we, when our heart chakra is blocked, um, that can cause us to feel isolated or disconnected from other people and the world and what have you. And so what I've learned doing my own sh- uh, heart chakra work is that part of that block comes from having resentments. And I talked a bit, a bit about this in my episode that I did a few weeks ago called How to Forgive When You Feel Like You Can't. Um, which I felt like I was kind of all over the place with that episode, so I don't know if it actually makes sense, but just bear with me here. Um, So when we have resentments in our heart, or just in general, um, again, that causes a heart chakra block because then, you know, we resent this person for hurting us, and then we use our anger and our, you know, yeah, our anger towards the situation and feeling like our boundaries weren't respected to keep us separate from other people because we get this idea that if we don't forgive them, if we stay angry, then they can't hurt us again. They can't trample over our boundaries or whatever the case is. And so, Really, what that heart chakra work is about is setting good boundaries and learning how to actually be vocal and open with what you like, what you dislike, what you need, and what you don't need, especially with friends, like especially people that you really, really care about. And I know some of you may be listening to this and you may be like, this is really hard because you may be thinking something like, well, I can't assert my boundaries because people don't listen to me or they don't um, respect me or maybe it starts an argument and I don't like conflict. 
Well, again, this is going to be challenging, but bear with me. I'm going to invite you to lean in a little bit to some of that conflict. Um, as long as it doesn't, you know, directly affect you in the way in a certain way. Like, so if you're in a particular situation where you're financially dependent on someone or dependent on um, someone for like a place to live, like if, if it's actually going to really, truly be detrimental to your safety and well-being, um, you might have other issues to work through and or not issues. I don't want to say that, but um, I, I don't mean it like that. What I mean to say is um, you just might have some other things you might have to get into place first before you can start flexing this muscle. So um, obviously, if you're if you're not in a truly safe place to do stuff like this, um, then don't. I mean, there's still other ways you can work through that heart chakra, but, um, you know, just make sure you're doing things that are going to be ultimately safe for you. But anyways, um, if that doesn't apply to you, I'm, I'm encouraging you to lean into that discomfort a little bit because... And I talk about this a lot, I feel like, in like other podcasts I've done. But what's going to happen is when you start to assert your boundaries and you start to tell people what you need, what you don't need, two things are going to happen here. The first thing that's going to happen is the people that truly don't respect your boundaries or don't actually value you or care about you as a person, um, they're just naturally going to fall off anyway because you're not going to be taking their shit anymore. And, um, you know, those types of people probably aren't going to like someone that they can't manipulate or control. So that's the first thing. The second thing that's going to happen is that the people in your life that truly love you, care about you, and respect you, those are the people that are actually going to hear you out and they're going to listen to what you have to say and they're going to take it into consideration and maybe not even just take it into consideration, but actually listen and be like, okay, this person in my life that I care about doesn't like it when I do this thing, whatever it is. I'm going to stop doing that because I don't want to hurt this person. And so there's like two things that happen here. One, you kind of find out who, like which people um, really care about you and respect you and love you. And that's great. Those are the people you want to pull closer to you. The second thing that happens is, is the people that sucked anyway just naturally are going to fall out of your life, um, which is really, really great. And then the third thing that can potentially happen is you might realize like, oh my God, like I don't, I didn't have any good friends. And that's actually a very okay problem to have. And I'm going to get to that in the next tip, but bear with me here. I'm just going to go in uh, go in a little bit more and talk a little bit about um, other things you can do to heal your heart chakra. But before I did that, I just really wanted to talk about why it's important to set boundaries and to use that to prevent yourself from, you know, having resent resentments with people. And if you're kind of struggling right now, like, you know, I don't know what my boundaries are. There's two things you can do. The first thing you can do is write down like things that people do for you or things that people do that you appreciate and enjoy or um, things that you already know feel really good to you in your relationships. The second thing you can do is look at things that are really bothering you or pissing you off right now. This is a little tip that I got from another podcast called The Joy Junkie Show um, where they talk about with boundaries. They say, look at what's really pissing you off in your life right now and try to figure out like, okay, how can I, how can I stop this or talk to this person about this? Um, and sometimes that's the easier route to go is to look at like what's really like making you angry because that's usually showing that your boundaries are aren't being respected. So those are the two things you can do to sort of figure out what your boundaries are. And then I know communicating boundaries is kind of like a whole other scenario. 
Um, I might have to do a separate episode on that because I feel like I do have a lot to say about um, just speaking to people with love and compassion and not going into things with, um, with you know, kind of like a, a con- what's the word? Uh, I, don't, I don't want to say aggressive, maybe confront, yeah, conf- confrontational without going into it with like a confrontational tone. And for right now, my only tip um, for you guys who are, you know, kind of thinking like, how do I have like a heart to heart conversation with con- bleh, conversation with this person who's been stepping all over my boundaries is to, if you can, just lean into that empathy a little bit and try to obviously maintain your side of things and what you need for sure. Um, but what I find personally to be really helpful is to lean into that empathy side and to try to think about how they may have been feeling or thinking. And that kind of helps me to approach the conversation a bit more, um, just in a bit more of like a loving, kind-hearted way because it's like I'm also taking them into consideration. Um, and again, that doesn't mean that, you know, you have to let these people be mean to you or walk all over you just because you understand their side of things. That doesn't mean that their behavior is okay, but it does sometimes kind of help with having those difficult conversations. Anyway, um, so aside from boundaries, some other things you can do to heal your heart chakra are um, well, you can get Reiki done. Reiki is always something I recommend because it's just amazing and it makes you feel really good and it helps you kind of peel back these layers and um, just kind of helps you to unclog different things in your life. Um, you can work with rose quartz. Um, rose quartz is a really great stone for heart chakra work. However, um, be careful with it because it is quartz and my Reiki practitioner that I go to um, actually told me that all quartz... Um, tends to like it amplifies things so if you're very empathic or even if you're not um you may not want to take a quartz with you when you leave the house I know some people love to carry quartz on them because it helps to like clear energy and stuff like that um if you're fine with that that's fine keep keep doing you but um I'm just throwing it out there that quartz does amplify things so if you don't want to feel like your emotions and everything are super heightened in certain situations. Um, maybe consider just working with it when you're at home or in like a, a good like private space. Um, you know, it may not be something you'd want to bring with you out in public, but again, to each their own. So, you know, do what feels right for you. If it feels okay for you to do that, go ahead. It's not really going to hurt anything, but just know that you might feel like more emotional or overwhelmed or whatever going into it. Um, You can also work with like pretty much any green or pink crystal because those um, tend to work with the heart chakra. You can even try meditating with one of these crystals like over your heart chakra so you could like lay down and just put it put it over your chest. Um, You could also put it on a necklace. Uh, What else? What else? Um, I will urge you guys to be careful because malachite is a really great crystal for doing heart chakra work but it can be very, very overwhelming and it's very heavy duty because it's like the stone of transformation. And so it's like a very strong crystal to work with. And some people are even overwhelmed by just like holding it or touching it. Um, if you feel called to work with it and you feel fine doing that, go ahead. Do you follow your intuition? I, I'm never going to discourage anyone from doing something that intuitively feels right for them to do unless obviously it's like actually dangerous in some way. But um, yeah, if you feel called to work with it, go ahead. But, um, you know, if you're just kind of like picking random crystals and, you know, I don't know. That, I'm just saying that that one might feel overwhelming for some people if you don't already know. 
Um, but it, it can be a really great crystal to work with um, because it really gets you to do the work. Aside from crystals, you can also do things like wearing the color green or surrounding yourself with the color green. Um, I also believe certain essential oils. I want to say, I might be wrong about this, but I think jasmine and Lang Lang oil or even rose as well. All of those um, different scents and oils can also be really good for the heart chakra. And another thing that I have been a pretty big fan of lately, but you kind of have to be careful because sometimes it can just be a bit overwhelming, is listening to binaural beats for the different chakras on YouTube. I actually really love the channel Meditative Mind. They make all kinds of different binaural beat videos and chants and chakra videos. Those can be really, really good and helpful, but be careful because sometimes it can be a little overwhelming. So it might be better to kind of like only listen for a few minutes and like gradually work your way up or to, you know, start at the bottom, start with the root chakra and then work your way up to the crown. Sometimes some like funky things can happen, but um, that's just kind of what happens when you work with energy. Um, just remember to really ground yourself, I guess would be my advice if you do do that, but it, it can be really effective and um it helped me a lot when I was working through heart chakra stuff. So that is something I would recommend. Um, but just kind of go at your own pace. Take it easy. Do what feels comfortable to you. If you start to feel weird or overwhelmed, um, that's okay. Uh, just take a break and come back to it when you feel ready. So that's my first tip on working with the heart chakra and doing the heart chakra work because it's really important that we just clear that energy in that space to help us just connect with other people. And they always say too, um, like something I've heard a lot is that when you are working with your chakras, sometimes it's good to just start with the heart chakra if you don't know where to start because it really does sort of extend into everything else and it's sort of like in the center of all your chakras. So doing that work can be really beneficial and really, really important. My second tip is to purge your friends list. And this applies not only with just Facebook and social media, but even your friends that you may have in real life as well. Um, and so this goes back to what I was talking about in the first tip a little bit about how, you know, it's okay if friends sort of fall away when you set boundaries because um, there's there's this thing in law of attraction and manifestation. Um, some people call it like the law of vacuum, but I don't really consider it like a law per se. I also just think it sounds kind of silly because people make it sound like it's a hermetic principle and it's technically not. But basically, it's this idea that when you get rid of something that you don't need or use or something that isn't serving you anymore, you're essentially creating energetic space for something new to come in. And so that's why I'm saying if you are setting boundaries and doing all this stuff um, and you're, you're realizing that you don't have like any friends left, that's totally okay. That's actually a wonderful, wonderful thing because you're clearing out space. You're getting rid of all this crap that's essentially, you know, bogging you down and getting in your way and you're making room for newer and better things to come into your life. And so that is why I suggest that you go on Facebook, go on Instagram, go on any social media and just remove anyone that, you know, isn't serving your highest good or highest potential or anyone who isn't, um, 
just bringing joy to your life. Like if you like really think about this, like if you see someone, for example, on your friends list and their posts show up on your page and let's say maybe it's like someone you went to school with and they like bullied you or something. And every time you see their post, you're just constantly being reminded of this time that this person bullied you in middle school or grade school or whatever. Get rid of them. Remove them from your friends list. I know it's like tempting to keep people on social media because we just, you know, people are naturally nosy and we like to see what people are up to. But trust me, when you when you cut these people out of your life and cut them out of your friends list, you're basically setting this, um, how do I put it? Like, you're putting out this like energetic intention and you're showing the universe that you are no longer available for this type of stuff to be clogging up your life and your energy and you're making you're quite literally and physically making room for new people to come in as I've already said um and also it's just on a subconscious level it's naturally going to lower your vibration because every time you see it you're going to be like oh like there they are again I remember that time when they threw candy at me and it got stuck on my shirt and everyone laughed at me or whatever (laughs) I don't know that's a really weird example but you know things like that or you know if it's like even someone that you used to be friends with or um, maybe you're like frenemies with or something. I don't know. Every time you see them, you're going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe this person did this. Like It's like all the judgment comes up, all the negative thoughts. Um, comparison is another really big one. If there's people that are on your social media that you're constantly comparing yourself to and you're like, wow, I wish I had this. Um, that's going to lower your vibration too because it's the opposite of gratitude, right? Like when we have gratitude, we're grateful for everything we have and we feel abundant and comparison literally takes that away from us because comparison is that lack mentality of, you know, I don't have this. I don't have enough. I have nothing. I am nothing. I'm not worthy of anything. It just brings up all this like shame and fear and judgment of ourselves and we get critical and that just doesn't feel good. Like coming from someone who's a, you know, sacral authority in human design, who's all about doing things that feel good, that stuff just, it does not feel good. So um, you know, just it's really important to just go through and purge that stuff and also like take inventory of like people in real life too that you're friends with. Like, is this person actually someone who you like being around or do you feel shamed and judge every time you hang out with them or are they just toxic in other ways? You really need to be honest with yourself. And I know it can be hard with people who are closer to us, but again, it's important to just have those conversations and to essentially just, you know, if there is someone closer to you that you're like, I don't really feel good about this anymore. Um, and maybe it's, it doesn't feel like the right thing to block them or unfriend them because I really believe that sometimes this is a new kick that I'm on these days. Um, I believe that it's important to sort of one, give people the benefit of the doubt because they might surprise you. And two, I just think it's important to tell people when our boundaries are being overstepped, whether, um, you know, whether they're going to be receptive to it or not. Because my thinking is, is that even if someone wants to be rude and they want to be a jerk about it and they want to fight with you over your boundaries, um, you're still letting them know like how you feel and how this has hurt you. And so even if in the moment they don't want to accept it and you decide to block them because they're being a jerk and you don't want to deal with it, which is totally okay, um, you know, you're still telling, you're still being upfront with them. You're still telling them what's up. You're still telling them like what the deal is. And then on top of that, um, you know, they might, that's going to be in the back of their head. They might actually consider that later. Is there a chance that they might not think about it at all? Absolutely. But does it matter? 
No, because you're not going to be dealing with them anymore, anymore, most likely, because I'm assuming that if they didn't respond well to it, you would have just blocked them or cut contact with them. But the good news is, is even if you still block them and you cut contact with them, they might actually consider it later on and be like, wow, I was kind of being a jerk about that. And then, you know, at the very least, they maybe they won't do that again to the next person they come in contact with. Like, there's always that one little, like, the way I see it is there's that, like, little glimmer of hope that, like, maybe you are doing something good. And also, I just really believe that it's healthier to be upfront with people about how you're feeling and where you're at because um, I just, I don't, I truly don't believe that every single person we know is truly trying to hurt us or step on our toes or doesn't want to, um, doesn't want, like, you know, they're not trying to be jerks to us, you know? Like, I don't believe that every person is, like, super narcissistic and, you know, out to get me. And so, I just think it's really important to tell people because, you know, I mean, I'm sure anyone listening to this podcast has been ghosted before, whether it's by, you know, someone you're, you you dated or someone that was a friend. Um, and a lot of times when people ghost us, it's just not healthy because then we're wondering, like, you know, why, why, what did they do? Like, are the, we make up these things in our heads where we're like, you know, wondering what we did. And then, you know, in our head, we're like, well, was it this thing I said or was it this? And then that kind of creates a lot of anxiety because we don't know what we did to make this person just disappear on us. And so that's why I just really believe that it's important to just tell people, like, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's um, maybe not ideal. And obviously, again, if this is something that, you know, you can't do because, your safety is directly tied to this in any way, whether it's financially or it's related to like housing or anything like that. Um, Again, you might have other things to do before getting to this point and that's okay. Um, You know, definitely don't do anything that's really, really, truly going to jeopardize your safety. But if you are, you know, a person who's completely independent and, um, you know, this person doesn't have any ties to you where they could, you know, take away your housing or your financial security or anything like that, um, you know, I really recommend just leaning into that discomfort. Um, and pe- again, people might surprise you. And I have found that by doing this, there are, you know, a few people out there who are actually genuinely very apologetic and very remorseful. And they tell me like, hey, thanks for telling me this because now I'm not going to do it again. And I, I understand where you're at. Um, Brene Brown talks about this in um, her book, Dare to Lead. And I'm sure she mentions this in probably some of her other books as well, but this is something she talks about where she says, um, clear is kind. And I love that because it's so true. Being clear and direct and upfront with people is actually a very kind and loving thing to do for both of you. Um, And that's why I encourage it so much because you're attempting to get your needs met. And then on the other hand, like this person is understanding like why you're upset with them. Um, And again, whether or not they want to respect it or not, that's kind of a different area. And again, with certain people, you might have to consider just cutting them out. But as I said, that's also a good thing because then you're making more space for those people that are going to love you and respect you and care for you. So that was my second tip. My third tip is be the type of friend that you want to attract. And this is where we kind of start to begin to do a little bit of shadow work here, right? So... What I mean by be the type of friend that you want to attract, there, well, there's a lot I mean by this. And basically what I'm going to encourage you to do is to take note of traits that you dislike in others and traits that you do like in others 
Because the good news and the bad news is that when these traits that we notice in others are also traits that we have within ourselves. And this is a big thing that Carl Jung talks about in shadow work and all that, um, is that anything we notice in other people, whether it's good or bad, is also stuff that we have within us. So this is where I would encourage you to really take inventory of the friends that you already have in your life and notice like what do you like about them what do you dislike about them and then really be honest with yourself and be like wait do I have this too and just really reflect on those traits because I'm willing to bet you for a lot of them you might be like oh I don't have that that's not me but again I really urge you to dive into this because a lot of the stuff that happens with shadow work is we face a lot of our own self-rejection and so the other thing you need to keep in mind is that Our external world is a direct reflection of our internal condition. I'll say that again. Our external world is a direct reflection of our internal condition. Or another way to put it, as I know um, people like Aaron Dowdy on YouTube uh, usually puts it, is um, everybody is just you pushed out, right? Because you know, we're on some level, we're all one consciousness and we're all human and we all have similar desires, wants, and needs. Um, But really, like, think about the type of people that you are currently surrounded by and just think about how that kind of relates to you internally. Um, Do you surround yourself with people who make you feel insecure like you're not good enough? And then you need to ask yourself, you know, if that is true, um, do you feel like you're insecure or not good enough? Or maybe you have friends where you feel like they're always abandoning you. And then the question there is, how am I abandoning myself? Or I'm trying to think, if you have friends that, you know, lie and gossip and um, do all these like shitty or hurtful things, um, you kind of have to, again, it goes back to you. Everything starts with you. Even I see this a lot in my Akashic Records readings I've been doing. Um, Everything starts and ends and goes back to you and your energy. So that's where you need to ask yourself, like, am I lying and cheating and stealing and like doing all these bad things to myself? Am I doing it to others? Because even if you're doing it to others, you know, like attracts like. So you're most likely going to be attracting people who do things like that. Um, Another example is like if you have friends where you feel like they don't show up for you or they don't um, support you or you feel like they don't. Um, you know, maybe they're not there for you emotionally, whatever it is that you need. Again, it goes back to you. Are you emotionally supporting yourself? Are you not showing up for yourself or, you know, doing other things for yourself that just, you know, aren't serving you, right? Because um, you you got to show up for you first. You got to be your own cheerleader. You have to like, you know, work on yourself. That's really you know, what it all comes down to and kind of work through those limiting beliefs. Um, because if we're not if we're not giving these things to ourselves, it's going to be harder to attract that in other people. And so another thing I would also encourage you to do, um, if you're like, you know, I don't even know, like, if you're like, I don't know what kind of friend I need to be, or if you're like, not sure of like the type of people that you want to call in, Um, you know, work with that list of like likes and dislikes, but then also like make a list of like traits that you would love to have in a friend. And it can be literally anything. Like maybe they're really fun, easygoing, maybe they're funny, um, maybe they're very loyal and trustworthy. Um, what else? Like, you know, maybe it's maybe you want like a best friend, someone who's like literally like your best friend, 
right? Um, you could write that down. Like you can be as detailed or not detailed as you want, depending on the type of manifester you are. Some people work really well with very specific um, details when they're manifesting. Other people are more general and vague. So do whatever feels better to you. If you feel like you need to be very specific about the type of friend that you want to manifest, go ahead, write down all the details. If you're more of a general manifester, it might be better for you to um, write something like, uh, I'm attracting my best friend or I'm calling in um, only friends that are of my highest good. I or like um, I'm trying to think of another term like um, I'm calling in friends that are of my highest good and are my true soulmates or, um, you know, whatever language or words feel good to you. So that's something you can do. And then even just like look at what you've written down. Look at that list. Look at all the traits that you would love to have in a friend or best friend or group of friends or whatever it is. And then start asking yourself how you can begin to embody those traits yourself. Because when we show up as the people that we want to be around, we start to attract those types of people. And that's why I'm saying like it's good to examine the people that are around you and where you're currently at because it's very telling of things you need to work on, things you can improve on, or things you need to let go of or undo that aren't serving you. But once you do all that work, it's going to be a lot easier to be like, okay, well, this is the type of friend that I would love to have and that I want to be. So how can I start showing up as this friend? And honestly, for the most part, it's pretty easy. All it takes is just being a little bit more mindful and sometimes, you know, maybe undoing some limiting beliefs that we have around ourselves or our relationships with others. That's another another great thing you could do is um, even just write down, like free write in a journal. Don't edit yourself. Just allow yourself to write like steady flow of consciousness and just write, you know, like all your beliefs that you have around friends. Um, and this can be a little hard to get into sometimes. So maybe you want to put on like some music that'll kind of help you like zone out or, you know, whatever is going to help you get into the zone. Maybe you can meditate beforehand whatever feels good to you, but just write whatever comes up. Like, um, maybe you believe that you don't, you never have friends that support you or, um, friends always come and go. Like friends are always, uh, leaving or, you know, friends are never real. They're just fake. Like whatever your beliefs are around friendships. And then sometimes it's as, you know, instant as just being like, oh yeah, this is a belief I was hanging on to. And then just choosing to consciously think other thoughts, Um, sometimes there is a bit more work involved, but that is something you can also do. Another great way to uncover limiting beliefs for absolutely anything is to just write, um, I would love to have blank, but, and then write all the reasons as to why you feel like you can't have that thing. Um, so for example, in this case, you would write, I would love to have a best friend or best friends, but, and then you would write down every thought you have that comes up of what's stopping you from having these friends. And that way you can identify like the the subconscious thought patterns that are holding you back. And then you can begin to undo those by writing down, you know, more positive things like, you know, I always have friends that are loyal and support me. I have, all my friends always have my back. My friends are so funny and so loving and so kind and super spiritual and adventurous or whatever, whatever it is that you're looking for. And so just by doing that, we begin to undo these subconscious patterns. Um, And then, you know, you kind of just have to let go and just focus on having fun, focus on doing what feels good for you and get into that receiving mode. And the second you kind of let go of it and you just focus on doing things that 
feel good to you, the sooner that those friends are going to slowly start to just make their way um, into your life. So, for example, maybe you're like, I'm going to go take a painting class for some reason. I don't even know if people are doing stuff like that right now. But let's say you've always wanted to paint and you're like, I'm going to take a painting class because it just sounds fun. And I don't even care if I have to go by myself. I'm just going to go and have a good time. And then, you know, who knows? You go to the painting class and then you start to meet people who are very similar to you and also like painting. And maybe they're also spiritual and funny and adventurous. And you're like, wow, like these are my people. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, every all the friends you're going to meet are always going to come from going to a class, but that's just one example. Or maybe you just decide that you're going to start going for runs in the park down the street from you. And then you start meeting other people who like running in the park. I don't know. Um, It could be literally anything. But like I always say, it's important to just have fun, do things that bring you joy and you know, raise your vibration because when you are in that high vibe state, you start to attract other things that are high vibe, whether that's friends or opportunities or just certain things that you want. The way I always look at it is the sooner you get busy having fun and not really caring about what other people think or sitting around, you know, getting caught up in your hangups, the sooner that you can begin to just manifest literally anything. Um, And so, especially with friends, I really, really encourage that. So just to recap really quick without going into too much detail, here are my three tips for manifesting high vibe friendships. Number one, work on your heart chakra, set boundaries to avoid having resentments and do the inner work needed to release any resentments that you may be having towards people because when we have resentments that causes that separation and that isolation. So lean into love and try to do what you can to unblock that heart chakra. My second tip is purge your friends list, both in real life, on Facebook, Instagram, social media, you know, whichever, whatever you use. And also, again, people in real life, don't be afraid to cut people off because when you cut people off, you are making room for newer and better things to come to you. Tip number three is be the type of friend that you want to attract. Make a list of all the traits and qualities that you like in a person and then start trying to figure out how you can actually do the work and start showing up as that person in your life in order to attract the type of people that you want to be around. And then unofficially, number four, which I unofficially sort of threw in there, um, is to have fun and get into the receiving mode and to just focus on doing things that bring you joy because like attracts like. And so when you're in that high vibe state and doing things that you like to do, um, you're just naturally going to attract the same types of people that you're looking for, which technically ties in with number three, but I kind of felt like that was an unofficial fourth step that I threw in there. So that is all I have for you guys this week. I hope this podcast episode was helpful. If you have time, please, please, please leave me a review on iTunes. It helps the podcast out so much like you would not believe and I super, super appreciate it. If you guys want to connect with me more, you can follow me on Instagram at Whitney the Space Witch. And yeah, I hope you guys have an amazing week. As always, thank you so much for tuning in this week and every week. I love you all so much. Don't forget you are so much more than your sun sign and I will catch you here next time on the Space Witch Podcast.